Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along. The Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you doing, Kathy? I'm okay. Thanks, John. Yeah, good. I was outside. I took uh, an hour and sat out in the sun. Very nice. Because I'm trying, now, right? I'm trying to soak it in. Because yep, uh, times trying are to changing. Soak it in. Mm-hmm. So if you have a seasonal affective disorder, and I'm not making light of it, but if you have it, can you store it up? Like put it like, in the bank. You mean? Yeah, because like the challenge with solar energy, as I understand it, from my unbelievably limited perspective, is that you can get the solar energy. But it's very hard to store it I see. so that you can use it efficiently, right? right? I feel like the same thing is the case with our own personal conversion right. of solar energy. Like, I could stay outside all day today, but is that going to help me at the end of November? Probably not. Mm. No, I think, you know. That's and you I know it's too. coming because it's been so beautiful out. and uh, It's been so, it's gonna change so, your... so nice mm-hmm. out. Yeah, such is life. I'm sorry. I, I'm sur- I got a little medical update here for you. <laughs> I... <laughs> Isn't that why we tune in? <laughs> oh wait, that's not why we tune in. To hear about my maladies. Because I, 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 I didn't know we were. Is this a new segment? Do you, have, a... you have music for this, Christy? <laughs> I was not prepared. Okay. It's John Maladies update. Listen, yesterday, mm-hmm. I bit inside my mouth. Oh, I know. Yep. Now, between yesterday and today, I've continued to bite that same spot mm-hmm. fifty maybe 60 times. I imagine inside of my mouth, there's yeah. like this gigantic hunk of flesh just, mm-hmm. and I'm biting. I, I, what is the deal with that? I know. I know. All of a sudden, I, it's like you bite at one time and oh. the next eight days of your life, you're just re-injuring yourself. Right. So, you know, the goal is to then to not speak and especially to not eat. Right. And then you think, do I always chew with this much force? <laughs> Like, is that a regular thing for me? Oh, holy. I've injured myself, like, enjoying, like, a junior mint. Right. Like, what's going what? on? I didn't even A junior to... mint. I haven't had a junior mint in a long time. Oh, I love a junior mint. You know what I had, though, the other day? Huh? Fireman Patty. Oh, it was kind of like a large junior I mint. I think it's a, mm. I actually think it's a, it's a improved junior mint. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's like a junior, like, junior mint is for a rookie. But for a veteran, pro, you go with the peppermint patty. How about a frozen peppermint patty? It's the only way. Oh, now you're talking. It's Listen, the only way. I'd happily bite my mouth fifty more times <laughs> to have one of those right now. Just, you know, I got a little. Um, they had a buy one get one free situation at my neighborhood shop and save. Wait, on peppermint patty? Uh huh. For like, you know, in uh, advance of Halloween. Full size? No, oh, just little the little baby ones. ones. So I got I got two of those and put those in my freezer. Two, two, two bags. Yeah. Oh, that's like, that's so tempting. That's a very, that's a low calorie, low, it's the lowest fat candy. Did you know that? Of all the candies? I did not know that. That's true. Reason enough to tune in to the ride home. Aren't you glad? You guys. Reason enough. You get to hear about me biting my mouth and peppermint patty. And plus, if you want to watch us, I, I want you to. Yeah, I'll I really show you my do. Mouth. No, Can I show you my mouth? Stop it. The ride home, <laughs> streaming live on YouTube at the word Pittsburgh. Put your comments, questions, whatever in there. Mm-hmm. Nancy and I were talking yesterday about her crazy uncle. Uh, what? Yep. You Who's crazy get, uncle? Nancy. you're not looking at the YouTube stream. No, I'm sorry. I'm All too right. busy here doing the live show. Yeah, I understand. Sorry, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, without further ado. By the uh, way, I'm doing the live show, too. It's not like I'm not doing it. <laughs> I didn't want to let that sit there. Like, oh, yeah, Kathy's not Kath, doing the live show. I know. Show. She brought up the peppermint patty. Without further ado, Kath, please, uh, the top stories. Give us the top four at four. 
Coming right up, John. <laughs> Wait, nothing beats a peppermint patty and For mouth Thursday. biting. It's National Dessert Day. We'll talk about that later. Okay. It's Thursday, October 14th, 2021. Number one. Defense attorneys for the man accused of killing 11 people at the Tree of Life Synagogue building in Squirrel Hill on October 27th of 2018 have asked senior U.S. District Judge Donetta Ambrose to suppress statements made by their client that day, including that, quote, all these Jews needed to die. According to today's trib, they argued in a motion filed on the matter that any statements made by the accused were coerced by officers and not made voluntarily, and that anything said by him during the course of medical treatment should not be used against him. A Pittsburgh homicide detective then testified he read the suspect his Miranda rights, and immediately the accused invoked his right to remain silent and have an attorney present for questioning. From that point forward, the detective said he did not ask the suspect any other questions relative to the attack. A hearing on the suppression motion began Tuesday and concluded yesterday. The accused, aged 49, did not attend after his attorneys waived his presence last week. Number two. Microsoft said it is shutting down its LinkedIn service in China later this year after Internet rules were tightened by Beijing, becoming the latest American tech giant to lessen its ties to the country. We couldn't figure it out either. <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we using Earlier this year, China's Internet regulator informed LinkedIn that it needed to better regulate its content and gave the service 30 days to make changes, the Wall Street Journal reported. LinkedIn will replace its localized platform in China with a new app called InJobs that has some of LinkedIn's career networking features but will not include a social feed or the ability to share posts or articles. According to CBS News, other tech giants that have cut back business in China include Google, which pulled back from mainland China in 2010, and Twitter, of course, which is officially banned. Number three. Walgreens says it will close five stores in San Francisco next month, citing what it described as a continuing problem of organized shoplifting in the city. According to the New York Times, Walgreens said its San Francisco stores had been targeted by professional thieves who resell the goods they steal immediately, mainly through online marketplace. The San Francisco Chronicle has reported that law enforcement officials have attributed much of the city's retail crime to organized theft rings. In one instance, get this, I think a lot of us have seen this online, a security guard and a TV reporter were recording a man, but the thief was undeterred, raiding a Walgreens store on a bicycle, a garbage bag in hand filled with stolen merchandise. Millions have watched this video. Now remember, the California's Proposition 47, which voters passed in 2014, lowered criminal sentences for certain nonviolent crimes like shoplifting and check forgery, and authorities believe it's being exploited by those who want to commit theft. You think? Yeah. You think? The initiative set a threshold of only $950 for shoplifting to be considered a misdemeanor, which doesn't prompt law enforcement to make any arrests rather than a felony which could incur harsh penalties like jail time. It was at least the fifth time that the man who was later arrested on a raft of burglary and theft charges had targeted that particular store. Yeah, it's free. Because no one's going to prosecute. And number four. Pens play at the Florida Panthers tonight, and which will be the Panthers' season opener. The Pens will probably still be feeling good after dominating the two-time defenders, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Tuesday night, final score was 6-2. to two. Puck dropped tonight at 7 p.m. Oh, in case you have not been following along, Patrick Hornwist is now a Panther. That's your top four at four. So Horny's looking to take on his former team, I read today, yeah. in, I believe it was the Trib. Mm. He said he's looking forward to the contest, and he's... 
a favorite pen of mine. Of course he is. Was he a favorite favorite pen of yours? He was. I have his jersey. Do you? Oh, oh see, I don't have his jersey. That's, well, that's an extra step. A, that's, that's a big step. Okay, so that's so are you sad to see Horny on the other side? Yes. Yeah, I know. Uh, when's the home opener? Is it Saturday? Mm, I don't know when it is. That's, that's a good question. I think it might be Saturday, yeah. It's got to be coming up very soon. Sure it does, yeah. Will you go to a game this year? Heck, yes. Christy? If I can afford it. Hey, you okay. can do those, you know, that uh, cheapy thing. We Listen, you know that cheapy thing? No, no. Oh. It's because we don't remember what it's called right now. <laughs> you know that cheapy thing? Oh, the cheapy thing. Like um, the last minute, you know, you get tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to tell me about this. Okay, we'll tell you about it. If, if, we, if we can remember. If we can remember what it's called. Mm, I'm too it's concerned my about phone. my mouth. I'll look it up. Right. Yeah, multiple times I have gone to games, like seriously, yeah. like, we're finishing the show and I'm like, okay, I'm going to the game. Six bucks. Yeah. Something like that. Well, not yeah, yeah. really, but you know, no, probably 20, not six. Maybe 20 bucks. Yeah. Whatever. Don't get people excited about okay. six. That's not going to happen. All right. Anyway, all right. Coming we come up, back. Yeah, we're going to take a break. It, so we'll talk about the moon, Jupiter, and Saturn with Ralph Cruz, science writer and content creator for his own curious channel. Isn't that something? 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Does God give us rights in our Christian walk? But in the book of Romans, there is no bill of rights. Rights are for people who think they own something. We own nothing uh, but judgment. But thank God, by the grace of God and by the gifts of grace, we are what we are. Amen. Join us for Adrian Rogers' series, Foundations for Our Faith, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Why are cash-out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something. I will say one thing. You know, I really feel like right now might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, we were able to get them to cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. I'm Pastor Bill Brainsma of the Pittsburgh Protestant Reformed Church in Forest Hills. It is that time of the year again when we commemorate the Great Reformation of the Church during the 1500s. Each year, our church around this time celebrates the Reformation by giving a speech on great reformers of their time. We have given speeches on Luther, Calvin, John Knox, Ulrich Zwingli, and others. This year, we have decided to speak on a man who did not live during the time of the Reformation. He lived during the 4th century, long before the Reformation. His name is Augustine. The reformers of the church during the 16th century relied heavily on what this man taught. Join us on November 5th at 7 p.m. for a lecture on Augustine of Hippo. It will be hosted in our church free of charge. All are welcome to come. For information and directions to the church, check out prcpittsburgh.org. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern our Lord Jesus Christ. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Ride confidently in the direction of your dreams. Unless it's a bad dream, then turn around. 
Progressive Motorcycle also presents basic policies starting at $79 a year. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy is not available in all states. We're going to be talking science in just a couple of minutes with Ralph Crew. Before we do that, though, um, article in the Wall Street Journal that kind of made you and I sit up and take notice. At-home exercise injuries are skyrocketing. Here's how to stay safe. So the article talks about the fact that since the pandemic started, a lot of people started not obviously being able to go to a gym, and so they started working out at right. home. You see those Peloton ads have been exactly, running nonstop. Exactly, exactly. Which is very pricey. No kidding. Over $2,000. Um, but not everybody's buying a Peloton. People are doing all sorts of different things, but there have been a lot of, of exercise injuries. injuries really? Uh, since people have been doing that. On the treadmill yes, or whatever. Yes, exactly. Right. I, so, mean, I can say you can get hurt on your treadmill. That thing gets away from Oh, you. of course. Are you right? kidding me? Um, so emergency room visits that are exercise uh, related uh, increased by more than 48% from what? the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they said treadmills and stationary bikes accounted for a combined 37% of all injuries, but even push-ups and stretching made the list. So to combat that, the Wall Street Journal has put together a bunch of exercise experts who've weighed in on how to stay safe at home. Really? Okay. Now, yeah. so have you yourself been injured? Only once. So I started working out in uh, Jan- the first, second day of this year, and I got injured one time. Doing what? Doing a particular move with weights. Oh, weights. And I pulled uh, a muscle in my abs, and it hurt like... Really? It hurt like mad. Were you doing like curls or something? No, it was like a sit-up thing. It was like you hold weights ahead of you and then sit up. And I just, I ripped a muscle. I mean, I felt like I got a gunshot. No kidding. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to see anybody because, of course, it was COVID, which is what people are, what they're talking about in the article. They're saying everybody did what I did. Now, there's nothing that could have been done about mine. It's not like I, you know, hurt my arm or blew out my ankle or something like that. When you healed, did you go back to the... Routine. I have not done that one. <laughs> I have not done that one move yeah, ever. So I'm not imagine. doing it. Right, right. I'm not doing it because every once in a while it still hurts, and it's been five months. Right. Anyway, so you want to hear what the Wall Street Journal yeah, is yeah. recommending? Yeah, sure. Okay. Now these are common sense, but I think a lot of them people just forget. So the first one is don't forget to warm up. Right. So especially if you have a job like we have, where you sit a lot. You look at your computer, you're looking at your phone or whatever. Your muscles are not in a state where they're ready to exercise. So you cannot go from sitting like this or from laying in your bed in the morning to popping out of bed and doing like some high intensity workout. Right. It just doesn't work that way. So five to 10 minutes of low intensity cardio is what they recommend to warm up. What would that be? So that would be like, you know, jogging in place, mm-hmm. or that would be something that, you know... Walking briskly. Walking briskly, mm-hmm. or doing walkouts, or something like right. that. Jumping yeah. rope, Swarm maybe. Up a little bit. Yeah, something like that. Out. Okay. This, I think, is really important. Vary your workouts. So a lot of the problems they talk about in this article are because the only thing somebody does mm-hmm. is work on a bike, or the only thing they do is walk, or the only thing... And so you're using, you're getting a same really muscles. good workout on those same muscles, but the other muscles aren't really doing anything. Right. And you're putting a lot of stress on the ones that are working every day, right? So they say, you know, so do something different. So walk someday, maybe you run another day, maybe you do push-ups one day. When, you know, you do a workout that incorporates a whole different sure, part of sure. your body each time so that you're not. I did um, step aerobics for years. That was a total mistake. Why? 
Because all I did was, I mean, I hurt my knees. Because oh, all right. I did, I, I did that for years. Was that like a little, uh, yeah, a little, yeah, stool? You were jumping. I mean, all from. I did was like stand. It was that. That's just a really, really bad idea. So, um, vary your workouts. Okay. Uh, the next thing is learn proper technique. This is where I screwed up and how I got injured. Oh. Is that I didn't look at the video more closely. Mm. I didn't watch it before I did it. You know what I mean? So you're you're learning a new move and you should watch your trainer if you're doing it online and yeah. see how they're doing it. Instead of just listening to them and saying, oh, I'm sure I, got I can that. do that. That looks pretty that. easy. How hard is it to set up with a weight? Right. It's no big deal. It's a big deal. Ouch. And so I got injured because I did it wrong. So learn proper technique. Um, the last thing is set up your space for success. The Wall Street Journal says that 40% of the people who were injured, who ended up in the emergency room, were injured because something was in the way of what they were doing. Like a laundry basket, right? A vacuum cleaner. Or, or a set of shoes or kids' toys or something like that. Mm-hmm. The fewer the obstacles, the less likely your chance of injury and the more likely you are to max out your workout. Yeah. Can you imagine All going into an ER because you were doing like a high intensity workout and you tripped on a Lego or something? I'm sure, you know, yeah. Well, look at how many times it happens. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I have not worked out. Well, you had a car accident. Yeah. You're a little limited in that regard. Right. So I just kind of like, but you know, the, you, the weird thing is you fall out of the habit and then you go, it seems like an insurmountable, I go, I, seems like I don't, I don't, don't think really I can do that do right that. now. I don't want to, you know. I, right. But it's, it feels, it's like anything else. So if you look at it like I'm just going to do it today, right. you don't have to say I'm going to do this forever. You just say, well, just today I'll do it, and then tomorrow you're going to make. I'll do this again. You're going to well, you're going to make your own choice tomorrow, right. but just you're going to make your choice for today. Yeah, then. yeah. So uh, do you continue to work out? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. And do you feel better? Oh my gosh! Really? For sure. Stronger? I mean, oh my my cardio capacity what? has I bet quadrupled. <clears throat> really? Oh my gosh! When I look at what I could do when I started and what I can do now, and the length I can do it in, it's re- it real. And I'm 53 years old. Mm. It's not like I'm Christy at 27. Right? Would you join a gym? No. Because of the expense for, for the hassle, and it's and you. I think you waste too much time going back and forth. Yeah, there is that. But it depends. Some people like that motivation. Right. I'm you know kind of an introvert, and I don't want to be exercising in front of anybody else. No judgment zone. No. Right. There's no judgment no, zone. No, it's just me and my two cats. Right. I guess. That's the way I like it. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it, we're going to get close to the end of the year here and everyone's going, I've been, you know, I think COVID's been so bad for people just because just kind of hanging out, right? I have not. And it makes you, it made me nervous to do a lot of things. What do you mean? Like COVID to, in general. Right. It made me just nervous, period. And so I was reluctant to start new things, mm-hmm. no matter what they were. But there you go. So start a new thing. All right. If I can do, listen, if I can do it, you guys can do it. All right. Yeah. You look good. Thanks. All right. Pleasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> should we take a break? I think we should. Oh, uh, we talk. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. We'll see what's coming up next. All right. Um, the Ride Home with John and Kathy. All right. Thursday edition. I get run This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. 
Whether it's offering curbside or next-day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities, when it comes to serving you, Napa's Motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. 101.5-WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Tonight, expect partly cloudy skies. It will be warm with a late-night thunderstorm. Tonight's low 64. Humid tomorrow and remaining warm. With intervals of clouds and sunshine, we'll see a couple of showers in the afternoon. Tomorrow, we'll reach a high of 79. Saturday will be breezy with periods of rain, a high 64. However, temperatures will fall into the middle 50s. With your Mackie Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I remember okay. being a little kid, yeah. um, and uh, my dad told me, maybe second grade, that he was making a big purchase. So to me in second grade, like a big purchase was like a big book. Or like my parents just didn't buy stuff when I was a little kid, right? Right, right, right. And so like we didn't buy cars or like big stuff. There just wasn't a lot of big purchase. purchasing when I was little. Yeah. And so in my mind, all I could think of is I remembered 
that I had seen these like new, uh, kind of like the uh, like the boombox. Oh yeah, like the be- and all I could think of is since my dad loved music, that maybe that's what it was. We're gonna get a big radio. Anyway, he came in with the telescope. Oh, and I was like, why would we want that? Yeah. What 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 do we what like how how is that possibly going to benefit the family? So you got a telescope. So we got a telescope when I was in second grade. And you used it? Oh yeah, we used it all the time. And really? then I, I certainly grew to appreciate it a lot. Yeah. And that's just how I kind of started out dipping my toe into you know the very 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 like basics basics of astronomy. So your father was an amateur astronomer right. of some sort, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He could. Point the telescope towards the moon or towards, you know, the North Star and find his way around the heavens. Right. And so the telescope sat in our family room next to the Zenith console TV. Nice. And then we'd just, you know, take it out and use it. What happened to it? I don't know, but we had it for a good 10 years. Excellent. What about you? Well, my kid, my youngest boy, is like obsessed with with astronomy. He always has been. And so he's got probably... Four massive telescopes. We belong to AAAP, the Amateur Astronomy Association yeah, yeah. of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And you go out, and uh, there's all these guys with these computerized telescopes. I'm sure, you know, m- not my boy, but some of these guys are spending ten, twenty thousands of dollars on these incredibly beautiful, sensitive instruments. And they're happy to show you the stars. It's a great family night. So, with that in mind, the nights have been so beautiful. Ralph Cruz with us. And uh, Ralph, he's a science writer, a content creator for various outlets, including Universe Today, Practical Engineering, uh, SciShow, and his own curious channel. Uh, it's on YouTube called Isn't That Something? Hey, Ralph, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure. Sure. Okay, Ralph, so let's talk about, you know, when I was a little kid, the very first thing that I saw through my dad's telescope was the moon. Oh, yeah. Right? I remember it was the first thing, and it was like, un- the thing I remember about it was its color. Like, to me, the moon was always, like, white. You know what I mean? But I saw it through the telescope, yeah, yeah. and I saw something different. So for so let's start with the moon. So you're looking at the night sky. What are you seeing? Well, I mean, the moon is up tonight, and it is in a uh, waxing gibbous phase, which is a, probably at least my second favorite moon phase. Um, <laughs> but looking through a telescope... You'll see all sorts of details that you might miss when you look at it with the unaided eye. With the unaided eye, the moon looks really kind of flat, um, almost like a two-dimensional disc. Yeah. Uh, but when you look at it through a telescope, you really start to see that this is a landscape. You know, this is another world. You can see craters and even some mountain ranges. You see shadows of those mountains cast across the lunar highlands. And it really brings the whole thing to life in a way that is, I mean, it's striking in many ways. You know, we're also familiar with the moon, but it might be my favorite astronomical target of the entire night sky. Really? Uh, there's just something really special. I, I mean, it looks like another world, and that's because, of course, it is. I mean, it's 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 a quarter of a million miles away, and has its own landscape uh, and features, and it's it's striking. It's also you mentioned the color, and one of the things that I found most surprising when I first got into science communication. I actually got to handle some pieces of the moon, which, you know, mm. blew my mind. What? Wait, uh, but t- they are about the... How did that happen? Yeah, Ralph, really? I mean, wait. Yeah, well... Not many people have <laughs> held the moon. No, no. Well, I, you know, I, I spent about 10 years working at the Science Center here in Pittsburgh, and uh, we would have special events. NASA would send us small pieces of the moon. They're encased in some sort of lucite or um, some sort of clear acrylic so that you don't, you know, damage these pieces. But these are... 
uh, samples brought back by the Apollo missions, and I've I've held a piece of the moon in my hand, wow. uh, which is just, I mean, I, how cool is that, right? But Super it's also, cool. it's not white. The moon is about the color of a parking lot. It's actually a lot darker really? than most of, uh, yeah, it is. It looks white only because of the contrast between uh, the bright sunlit moon surface and the dark, dark darkness of the night sky, right? The, the night is a very, very dark, um, you know, the, the empty sky is, is near black. And so compared to that, the moon produces so much light uh, that it, uh, it sort of blows out our eyes in a way. And we see it as this brilliant light source. And so it looks sort of whitish. Uh, but in fact, if you were to go to the moon, it would look like the color of uh, a relatively freshly paved parking lot. It's wow. pretty dark. Yeah. I, that's surprising. I, I had no idea. I didn't either. Okay, so Ralph, uh, so the moon, you say, is, is in the waxing phase right now? Yes. And so waxing just means that the illuminated portion of the moon is growing at the moment. So I we're see. sort of on the way to a full moon. So in about a week, we'll see a full moon. I see. Um, and then once it passes that, it enters the waning phase. So it waxes as it gets bigger. Although, I mean, of course, the moon itself isn't changing size. Just the, uh, the, the lit portion of it that we see gets bigger when it's waxing and gets smaller when it is waning. And right now, tonight and tomorrow, the moon is very near the two uh, easiest to see gas giant planets of uh, Jupiter and Saturn. And it's, I mean, I mean, it's a beautiful show. Um, as soon as the sun goes down, you can't miss it. You'll see the moon, of course. And then uh, tonight, it'll be very nearby Saturn, which will look like a star-like point nearby. And then to the left of that, you'll see Jupiter, which is actually brighter than any of the stars in the night sky. So you get to see three really great celestial objects all sort of in the same neighborhood of the sky. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so I'm glad you bring up Saturn because one of the thrills of my life, you know, I think before you came on, I was talking about my son who has a fairly sophisticated telescope, and the first time you point it towards Saturn and you actually see the rings around Saturn, it is just incredibly thrilling. Now, I'm sure you've seen this, so we have an opportunity tonight perhaps if the sky would clear to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Even even a low-powered uh, backyard telescope can easily resolve the rings of Saturn. And it, if you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. You know, I've shown thousands of people Saturn through all sorts of telescopes, big and small. And uh, you know, there's there's just something special. The rings of Saturn are probably the object in the night sky that has created more astronomers than anything else. This is where so many people get the bug. When yeah. you, you see that, you're like, whoa. It's real. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've all seen pictures, but seeing it when the light that hitting, is hitting your eyeball actually was at Saturn an hour and a half ago. Yeah. You know, and it's that's like crazy. that's like the last thing that light touched before it hit you in the eye was the planet Saturn. That's special. That's wow. pretty amazing. Ralph Cruz with us, science writer and content creator for various outlets, including Universe Today, Practical Engineering and his own Curious Channel. Isn't that something? Uh, Ralph, talk to us about why Jupiter is the brightest thing in the sky. So it, Jupiter is, is far brighter than any of the other stars. And the reason for that uh, is a couple things. Jupiter is very big. You may have heard. Yes. It's I've the largest it. planet I, in the solar system. Right. Uh, and it's relatively nearby. Uh, the Jupiter, I mean, relatively speaking, this is still astronomy. It's about half a billion miles away. But that's twice as close as Saturn. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is covered in clouds. And these clouds, like the clouds here on Earth, are very reflective. Um, so it has what we call a high albedo, 
just means that it's very reflective of light, much actually much, much more reflective than the moon is. Um, and so because it's very uh, reflective and it's relatively nearby and it's large, we see it uh, with a, a greater intensity or magnitude of illumination than any of the stars in the nighttime sky. Although there is one planet that sometimes beats it, uh, not all the time, but sometimes the planet Venus will be brighter, brighter. Okay. Uh, than Jupiter. Yeah, but you'll only ever see Venus uh, right after sunset or right before sunrise. You'll never see it in the middle of the night. So if it's sort of the middle of the night and you see a very, very bright planet in the sky, you can be sure that is our old friend Jupiter. I can't believe Jupiter is twice as close to us as Saturn is. Yeah, the solar system is very big, and the uh, outer planets are, are spread apart quite a bit more than the inner planets. The inner planets are all relatively tightly packed, only a few uh, dozen millions of miles apart. Uh, but when we get to the outer solar system, we're talking on the scale of billions of miles. Interesting. Um, and, you know... And, and even that, even with that said, the solar system is is very small compared to uh, the solar system. The stars are unbelievably, you know, you could say astronomically far away, right? The mm-hmm. the uh, like I said, light takes an hour and a half to get from Saturn to here. Well, the closest star um, sends light here, and it still takes about four point one years. So that kind of gives you a perspective of just the incredible distance and scale of outer space and that's the closest star that's not we're not talking like an average star or a a really impressively far away star that's our nearest neighbor and it still takes at the speed of light takes over four years to get from there to here i love this ralph uh, talk about you know as the seasons change then our view of the heavens change too right yeah absolutely so you know as the earth is orbiting the sun uh, the part of the sky that the sun is in is sort of blocked out. The only thing we see is the sun at that time. And we call that time period the day. <laughs> but at night, um, you know, of course, the sun's not in the way. And you can think of it like if, uh, if the, the part of the Earth facing the sun was sort of like looking forward behind us, that dark portion of the stars. And the stars are so incredibly far away that our movement around the sun makes no impact whatsoever, uh, at least not to the visible eye. Uh, to the uh, you know just to the human eye uh, with instruments you can actually measure it but um, the the pattern of the very distant stars stays the same so um, from our perspective you could say that the sun seems to move through the constellations uh, this is in fact where your horoscope zodiac uh, sign comes from it's uh, where the sun is like what constellation the sun is in and you can imagine on the opposite side of the sky from that is the part of the sky that we would see. So in the winter time, for instance, you'll see uh, the famous constellation of Orion, um, the hunter, uh, you know, his famous belt of three stars. That's only really visible in the evening during the winter. If you were to try and look for it tonight, you'd have to stay up until the wee hours of the morning uh, for, for the Earth to be sort of pointed in that direction. And similarly, in the summertime, the constellations of, say, Sagittarius and Scorpius are visible, but in the winter, uh, you would never see them. So the background stars change, but it's really, it's it's about our perspective. It's about our relationship with the sun and how much of the sky that's blocking. Those stars are there the entire time. And that, I think, also helps to build a picture of, of our place in space um, that, that uh, I don't know, sort of acknowledges just the grand scale of, and these are just the nearby stars in the Milky Way. Of course, the Milky Way has hundreds of billions of stars in it. We can only see a tiny, tiny portion of those with the unaided eye. Wow. 
Ralph, sorry we have to cut you off because it's radio and time is a wasting. But thank you so much because this time was not wasted. Um, I, I can't believe that Saturn is that much further away from us than Jupiter. It just blew my mind a little. You need a telescope. To yeah. Check it yeah, out. check it out. Yeah. All right, that's Ralph Crew. Ralph's a science writer. Check out his own curious channel on YouTube. Isn't that something? I bet you learned something. Coming up next, our good friend Karen Swall. 101.5 WORD. Hey, I'm Keith Stevens. Join Donna Cruz and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Andy Andrews opens up about the value of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a decision, not an emotion. We treat it like an emotion, which is why it drags us around like a dog on a leash. But when we decide to forgive, our emotions eventually follow our decisions and we, our spirits are free. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith Saturday night at 10 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats inside too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Have you ever played um, Dungeons & Dragons? You know what that is? I watch Stranger Things. Okay, right. but I've never, I've never played the game. I mean, my kids play it um, for hours on end. Yeah, and it's it's role playing and creating a completely fantasy world. I mean, right. everything is manufactured in the mind. You're sharing it with the group. You take on the persona of 
this personality that you have created. Okay, that's really funny that you're describing it that way because you know what that sounds like to me? What? It doesn't sound like a board game. It sounds like how some of us are interacting online. Oh, I think a lot of people so like believe it, that so that's they true. they go on social media, and instead of being themselves, they they become a character. Right. They become a character who's angrier, or who's super offended, or some kind of like uh, a funny cat, or or war or a warrior for a cause. Oh yeah, now, I think that's very common. I think a lot of people do that in today's world. Well, Karen Swallow Pryor is back with us. Karen's been a regular guest on our show throughout the years, and uh, she wrote a piece. At uh, Religion News um, Service, cosplay Christianity. The sin is in the denial of the life that God calls us to. Hey, Karen, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good to be with you guys. Doing great. Yeah, yeah, good to hear from you, Karen. Okay, so, I mean, there's so many things we could talk about in the world right now, and I'd love to hear more about your dogs and everything. But I am going to stick to this topic, which is, you know, cosplay in your um, in your way of looking at things is not just like, men dressing up as like the Braveheart guy or like a Civil War reenactor, right? It's not just that. It goes deeper into us not being satisfied with our current life, right? So explain that to us. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I became aware. I, by the way, I did play Dungeon and Dragons I when I was it. in high school, okay. which was a long time ago. But, mm-hmm. but I have to tell you the truth. I only played a few times and I realized how people were, even in high school, what people were really getting into this and and just really into their personas. And I, I just couldn't abide by that. That creeps me out. So um, I didn't play very much. And I guess I just, maybe that was a formative experience for me because when I got introduced to cosplay many years later, you know, through students and through culture, apparently Fifty Shades of Grey had a lot to do with it. Um, it just... You know, I know there are many different levels and layers and nuances, um, but it just comes back, as as you said, Kathy, to this: why why do grown people have to pretend and play and and not be who they are? Which also includes even different ways on social media. So, when you're thinking about the worst parts of Twitter or Facebook, where people just are unbelievably aggressive and I and Karen we've known you long enough to know that you've been the subject of a lot of that and I'm only laughing because it hurts uh not because it's funny uh but so we see and I I look at those people and I think they're so aggressive online are they like that in real life or is are they kind of doing this are they playing a part are they kind of like Living as their like their like their dream warrior or something when they get online. I mean, I think that's probably true in in a lot of cases. I certainly hope that those people are not that way in real life. But even if if they are, it's still an incomplete picture. So there's still just sort of this hardened role uh, that comes into play. And then some of the worst offenders are the anonymous accounts, which really mm-hmm. is role playing. I mean, it's it's hiding behind. Um, you know, a pseudonym or hiding behind, you know, clearly a a fake name. And I've interacted with some of those people and they've just told me that they can't really say the things that they say uh, without compromising, you know, their job security or or whatever. And and that's just not a way of living with integrity. Um, You know, so they're not willing to put themselves on the line. 
Exactly. So if they can't express what they believe to be truth as part of their personhood and part of their, you know, their their whole being, then then how how true is it? Right. So that that's in some ways like cosplay Christianity, right? There's a, a veneer there. The real person's behind that. A lot of people were just kind of faking it. Well, that, that's that's exactly it. I mean, I, of course, you know, I've gotten some feedback from this article from from some of the people who are in the cosplay community, and they, right. they and they're feel offended. A Let me guess, they're upset defensive. by it. And, well, they're, they're actually been very kind about it, and and so it's been a good interaction. Um, but that's not my real concern. I've t- I talked about that in the article to explain what the term means. But when it comes to Christians who are doing this, who are you know doing this performative kind of um, interaction on social media or at you know at riots and rallies, um, or even even you know I mean it is just the term that I used a few weeks ago, which prompt inspired the article was when up. Uh, pastor got on YouTube, it's, it had to be removed and was encouraging people to make uh, fake vaccine cards um, because right. of their fear of losing their jobs. Now, there may be a few people who are in legitimate situations where that's a, an ethical dilemma. But as far as like pretending that, you know, in America, Christians are being persecuted because they don't want to get vaccines, to me, that's role playing. Right. So, Real maturity and real, you know, psychological health comes from recognizing when you're doing it. Because I think a lot of these people, like you said, this particular pastor who's talking about, you know, faking vaccine cards, I bet he would not say that he is cosplaying Christianity. I think he would say, no, 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 I'm actually doing something important. It's it's your analysis of him that says, no, I don't think that that's what that is. Oh, certainly. I mean, I, he would disagree with me. We even had a little back and forth, and he thinks this is a real danger and a real risk to the people in his congregation and community. But then, but then, why is it being posted on YouTube? That's not really how you pastor, you know, individual people who are under your shepherding. Right. So it does become you know, social media is part of amplifying this kind of role playing, and we're probably all guilty of it in some way or another, or at least um, vulnerable to being pulled into it. And so it's a little bit of an inflammatory term <laughs> um, and, and uh, sort of a polemical article, but I really do want us to be thinking more carefully about these things. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. So the pastor knowingly, I, I mean, he is breaking the law to some degree, is he not? I mean, to think that, you know, he's, he's uh, advising his parishioners to, uh, to uh, engage in fraudulent behavior. Well, I believe that's why the video got pulled off of YouTube. And again, the, you, we hear a lot of this persecution and martyrdom language, which is, again, it's playing a role that really does exist and has existed throughout Christian history. But that is not our place to just adopt that language and adopt that posture as though what we're going through um, in this country in the 21st century uh, 21st century America is like what the martyrs have gone through yeah. throughout history and are going through in various places around the world that that really um, demeans yeah. what you know real real persecution right I mean our luxury of us being Christians here in America in the 21st century I mean pales in comparison to what you're describing right I mean you just read a little bit of history or even read your Bible or look at the news today and you see people being killed for their faith exactly and of course we I think we all would agree that we are increasingly facing a post-christian 
culture in America, and it's it's less and less Christian, and hostility towards Christianity is growing. But there, are, that's still very different from the kinds of things that we're talking about. And we can still use our freedom and still express our Christianity in such a way so that hopefully we can prevent that from happening. Um, but if we we just erase all the nuances and distinctions and call it all persecution that we are, you know, we're contributing to our own loss. Right. Now, the reason anyone does cosplay in the first place is because it's fun to be somebody else, right? Um, and I'm not saying in the instance of, you know, the American church wishing that they were persecuted, that you, you know, are, it would be fun to be persecuted. I'm not, I, that's not the case, but I do think there's a little bit of a link because I think it just imbues our current time or a person's current position with an additional level of importance. Importance and drama. And I mean, drama, I think that yeah. we we are so used to being stimulated and excited and, and, and dramatic in, in so many ways that we, we just have, we've lost the joy and the pleasure of an ordinary life and just being um, good Christians in our families and neighborhoods and communities and, and spreading the gospel through quiet faithfulness yeah Yeah. ordinary life that's so true that's pretty good listen karen we only have a couple seconds left i just want to say um you're doing a terrific job online john Mm -hmm. we're we're always we're always behind you karen you're Um, an excellent model are you liking your new your new digs at southeastern baptist theological seminary Oh, absolutely. It's been such a wonderful, refreshing change, um, and I love the students there, and I'm just thankful to be in that place. Great. And how are your dogs? One is sleeping right next to me right now, <laughs> getting her belly rubbed, so Very she's good. pretty good. They're all good. And you're writing? <laughs> Thanks, are, guys. Are you writing a, a new book? I am. I am working on a book uh, with the working title, The Evangelical Imagination. It will be done in a year and out in 2023, which seems like a long ways away, but that's going to go by quickly for me as I write it. Okay, terrific. We're excited about it, Karen. Can't wait to talk to you guys about it. All right, Karen. Take care. Talk soon. Always a pleasure. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Karen Swallow-Prior, easily found on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, Religion News Service, you name it. Google her name, and you'll find a lot of interesting things to engage in. Karen Swallow-Prior. Are you in high school and thinking about your future or know someone who is? Consider nearby Geneva College. Geneva is a Christian college that prepares students for meaningful service and for their life's work. Geneva College believes that God's Word in its entirety is the starting point of all wisdom and knowledge, and their faculty are Christian scholars who are masters in their fields. Geneva has over 140 majors and programs in fields like accounting, nursing, cybersecurity, biology, aviation, engineering, and more, offering varsity sports, study abroad programs, and lots of club activities. U.S. News & World Report ranks Geneva among the top best value universities in the Northeast. But don't take anyone's word about the quality of a Geneva education. Find out for yourself at a visit day where you can take a tour, sit in on a class, and meet faculty. You can register now for any of Geneva's visit days, including open house events in October and November, and STEM day on October 22nd. Register at geneva.edu slash visit. That's geneva.edu slash visit. Hi, we're Katie and Ryland Weber, the founders of Convive Coffee. For more than five years, the heart of Convive has been to serve our community by sharing life and great coffee together. Sourcing beans from around the world, Convive Coffee samples and roasts right here in Pittsburgh. Come visit your local Convive Cafe at Adam's Shops in Mars, McCandless Crossing, and Butler Street in Lawrenceville. 
We hope to see you soon at Convive Coffee. With confusion around vaccinations, masks, and public screenings, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer for your family. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and cannot be relied on. Be vigilant and be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com slash pastors. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you miss the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. You know the artist Banksy? Yeah, that's not my thing. Okay, well, is that your thing? Uh, I find it interesting. It's okay. performance art in right. some way. Okay, so Banksy, uh, you may have seen his images. They're very simple images, oftentimes. He's a provocateur. Three years in ago, in the art world, in the art world, yeah, three years ago, he had a, a painting, a very simple, sort of like a black and white image of a little girl, and uh, she was uh, a balloon was kind of floating away from her, and this was being auctioned off at the auction house Sotheby's, and um, it was in a gilded golden frame, and someone bought this piece for one point eight million dollars, and as soon as the gavel went down, the gilded frame started to churn, and the piece of artwork started to move down out of the frame and the bottom part of the frame revealed that the artwork artwork was being shredded like little thin strips of shredding and it was fabulous because all these you know art you know I would say snobs in some way, but, you know, they were like, oh, my God, oh, no, it was like it was so cool. It was like Banksy like pranked the art world. So that it's unto itself became this sort of art world sensation. And, of course, the idea behind it, which is that art is bought and sold. And so, you know, I'm guessing, I have never talked to Banksy, but I'm assuming that he kind of meant that, you know, once right. something goes for that much money, you've kind of shredded the artistic value of it. Exactly. Well, today, I'm sorry, yesterday, Sotheby's resold that piece. It's only halfway in the frame, and it's shredded for $25.4 million. So that person who bought it for $1.8 million resold it for $25.4 I mean, and again, that's the world of the uber-rich, that yep. they can throw money at something that is, like you say, disposable, beauty in the eye of the beholder. What does it really mean? It doesn't mean much, but someone with the cash goes, I'm going to buy that because it's cool to own. I own a, a weird bank suit. I don't know. Go figure
Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Problems affecting the U.S. supply chain have most Americans concerned, but they are already noticing shortages in stores, and they expect the federal government to take action to solve the crisis. Details from correspondent Bernie Bennett. A new national telephone and online survey by Rasmussen Reports and Human Events finds that 85% of American adults are concerned that supply chain problems may lead to shortages of basic items, including 49% of their very concerned. Only 11% are not concerned about the problem. Concerns have grown amid reports that dozens of cargo ships are waiting to be unloaded at the Port of Los Angeles, while thousands of cargo containers are piled up in the Port of Savannah. 62% of Americans say they already noticed shortages of basic items in stores where they live, while 30% say they haven't noticed shortages. Bernie Bennett reporting. On Wall Street, stocks remain higher now. The Dow is up 533 points. This is SRN News. Spend a third of your... Why choose Omega Building Company to design and build your church's future? Because your congregation deserves an experienced local partner that values their relationship with you. A relationship founded upon Omega Building Company's proven reputation for ingenuity, transparency, agility, and trust. You'll appreciate being treated differently as Omega Building Company helps you conquer your challenges and realize your dreams through innovative design, open above-board communication, and fast, nimble response from a company that takes building you up as seriously as they take completing your project. When you build with Omega, you may start as a client, but you'll end up as a friend. That's what happens when you're committed to doing the right thing. For design and build, develop assist, general contracting, and construction management, Omega Building Company, thorough planning, thoughtful execution. Begin the journey at buildwithomega.com. One listener that stands out that I work with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. And, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores. And just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We. Our United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Meadow, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Federal corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. It's time to break out, to break through. The past year has been rocky for families across our nation, but your involvement makes a difference. Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus during our Breakout to Breakthrough broadcast. Featuring Canaan Bridges, Sean Smith, Matt Sorger, Jane Hammond, and Jay Gilbert. Watch Monday through Friday, October 11th through the 15th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast. With confusion around vaccinations, masks, and public screenings, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer for your family. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. 
non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and cannot be relied on. Be vigilant and be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Tonight, expect partly cloudy skies. It will be warm with a late-night thunderstorm. Tonight's low 64. Humid tomorrow and remaining warm with intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll see a couple of showers in the afternoon. Tomorrow will reach a high of 79. Saturday will be breezy with periods of rain, the high 64. However, temperatures will fall into the middle 50s. With your Mackey Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today for the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. We are on uh, YouTube. The I'm Pittsburgh. waving. Do you see it? I was waving. Would you wave? Yeah, okay. Waving yeah, okay. Too. You can see us. John so. never waves. I don't. Because I, I know that you're on the radio. You know, you can imagine me waving, right? I'm waving furiously right now. Okay. Actually, I'm not. But it's in your mind eye if I say it. I'm, I'm waving mm-hmm. furiously. Then it's because it's radio, right? All right, listen. Uh, I saw this uh, uh, survey today, which is not a surprise, but in some ways kind of a heartbreaker as well. Uh, the 2021 American Family Survey uh, has revealed this, that uh, 45% of Americans agree that society is better off when more people are married. Now, according to the summary report in the survey, the 45% figure is the lowest percentage of people mm. who think society is better off when more people are married in the survey's history. By comparison, in 2017, 56% wow, of respondents. Wow, that's a pretty big drop. Yeah, mm-hmm. The survey indicates that the number of people who believe marriage is needed to create strong families, 52%, has declined by 10 percentage points since 2015. When asked if they think wow. marriage is old-fashioned and out of date, 19% of respondents said they agree. In 2015, 12% said that. So I, more people are saying, eh, meh, to marriage, which is no surprise, right? Why do you think that is? I think because... I'm not, I'm more, not asking you to be a, like, cultural... I guess I act. I am asking you to be a cultural, like, prognosticator or well, interpreter. I think marriage has become increasingly out of the norm, right? It's revolutionary, I think, in many ways to be married today, to be married and to stay married for decades. To, I mean, what, what's interesting is we love to celebrate. You see people who are married 50, mm-hmm. 60 years, 70 years, some people fabulous. That's an incredibly revolutionary. The norm today is people either hooking up not getting married or perhaps just living together and that's okay too mm-hmm. right and people you know living together as partners with children and see no necessity or need this is just good enough it's okay we're married you know to each other in our mind's eye in some way but, but we don't, we don't need to, right we don't need a piece of paper we don't certainly need the state and certainly not the church to, tell to make to our do. marriages holy I suspect that part of it has to do with young people seeing really bad marriages. Oh, I'm sure that's yeah. true. A lot of people have just done marriage badly. Right. And marriage is hard to do. I'm not trying to point the finger because it's a, it's a very difficult association, as we've said over the years. Anyone who's been married for any length of time 
you know how difficult yep. it is to navigate it. It's yep. not a bed of roses all the time. Right. But seeing people horribly handle marriage horribly can scar any kid, every kid. Right. Every kid, right? And so you think, okay, so – and also I think uh, – Media wise, and I'm, I'm not. I, we're not a show that just goes after the media all the time and says no, that they're. You know, so. we love right. I believe me, we love media. Um, but there is a uh, there's a persistent story that's been told over the last two decades on TV, which is that you should live together. That no one no one goes from dating to getting married. If they do get married on most TV shows, they live together first. Right. That's just what it's been. Now, interestingly enough, now this is just, this is anecdotal. This is not an official survey. This doesn't come from Barna or Pew or anybody that does surveys. I'm just saying all of the people that I know who have, who have lived together first have not stayed married. They have married and then divorced. Right. I mean, that's, so it's not, so what I'm saying is living together is not a guarantee of marital success. No, I think the percentage, you're right about that, right? I don't know what those numbers are. But, but that's what, that's why a lot of people go into living together is because they think well, we want to be sure first. Test things out. Right. But it doesn't often pan out that way. Right. I, I just, that's, I mean, it's easy to live together, isn't it? I don't know. I don't think it's no, easy. No, no. I'm just saying, oh, people, to, want to live together? Oh, to just be able to say yes. Well, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, Hey, we're moving in. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, you guys are living together. It's a whole other matter to say we're going to get married and then, you know, go through the whole process. Yeah. All right, let's bring Christy Stockdale into the conversation. She's our producer on the other side in the other room. Christy, um, on the hot seat. 20, on the hot seat, 27 years old. Um, talk about people your age. How do you think they look at marriage? It's not needed. Hmm. I mean, like you guys said, we can just live together, do everything. What's what's the point? We can still hang out with our friends, do whatever. Believers and non-believers? Yeah. That's surprising. What about people you know who have gotten married? Why have they? It depends on if they're a believer or not a believer. Okay, so talk about uh, people who aren't believers. Um, if they do get married, it's just because that's that's like the norm. That's the traditional. A, that's, yeah, that's the thing you do. Okay. Um, if you're a Christian, that's... I mean, yeah, we know that, yeah. right? It's what that's, that's what we right. do. What, I mean, would yeah. you feel pressure? Do you feel pressure to be married? Yeah, yes, and not to live, to live with someone. If you would meet someone and the, the guy would say, "I love you," let, let's just you know live together. Would you feel pressure because you were a believer that you know the proper thing to do is to get married? Um, I wouldn't be. So I wouldn't date somebody that doesn't have the same beliefs as me. So I, I don't get into. That I, yeah, position. I wouldn't be in that situation. Okay, that's good. Right, that's good to know. Yeah. Okay. What about? Okay. One more question for you. Um, on the hot seat. On the on the hot seat. Uh, so, if you talk about how your you and your friends talk about being married, so you have friends, I'm sure, who are believers in Jesus, and those who aren't. Mm -hmm. So, do you talk about getting married? Do you? How do you navigate those different perspectives on marriage? Yeah. So most of my friends are married, um, and they're mo It's mostly all Christians that I hang out with. Um, I I have kind of gotten away from some of my non-Christian friends over the last I don't, year or so. Um, but we talk about it, you know, like people almost give me advice, I think. Oh, okay. And because like I'm the single one, I'm like the sixth oh, wheel. No. Well, oh, right. Fixed. Yeah. So it's like, well, this is what, you know, this is what you could do or, or it's like, hey, if you ever get in this situation, this is how we handled it. 
So okay. It, I mean, so so as a young woman dating, the norm is um, you're just going to hook up, and the idea of you know living together or marriage that's not even considered. Yeah. That's the norm. Okay, one more. So I said that I, I didn't have any more questions, but I have one more. Double Only because this is something that's been a, a subject that we've discussed a lot at our church over the last, I would say, decade, is that I think prior to the last decade, we often did not honor singleness as every bit as valid as being married. And so I think inadvertently we made people who were not married feel less somehow than. less than. Mm-hmm. Like they're just waiting around to be married and really don't have any other function. Right. And for maybe it was more than 10 years, I would say. But anyway, this is just something that our church is focused on and saying, wait a minute. No, no, no. What, what are we doing? Like this is we're not this isn't a marriage factory. We're trying to encourage each other, whether we're married or whether we're single, to pursue Christ and to live in ways that are honorable and energetic and impact the world. Yeah, but you you do know that that's a large part of the Christian, you know, culture, right? Is to be married. Heck, we're running spots on the air right now that talk about getting married in a year. Sure. Right? I mean, right. there is something to do with the marriage factory yeah, of the, being Yeah, yeah, there is, but I guess my question for you is do you, have you sensed that in any of your church communities that you've been in? Do you feel like less than. you're less than or you're not valued as much because you're not married yet? Yes. Okay. Uh, you're smiling big because yeah. obviously you feel this. I have. Um, I don't want to say it on the air. Yeah. But yes, um, it's a big thing. And it's so it was very much pressured on me, not by my parents, but by the church community. OK. See, I think that's something that we should talk about more. There is nothing in the, <sighs> yeah, Paul says it's better not to be married. That's what he says. It's better not to be married. So somehow in the church today, I think in our efforts to promote marriage as a good thing, we've turned it around and said it's better to be married. Well, yeah, but given your choice, you want to love someone and be with that person. I, okay, but okay, but what did the scripture Paul says it is better to not be married. So if that's what he said, that's what the Bible's telling us, then we have to honor that. We have to honor singleness as a as every bit the same valued lifestyle as a married lifestyle is i mean i get that but at the same time i don't think christy's thinking okay okay paul i mean uh, i mean i'm not gonna i don't want to speak for you but i think most people i'm not saying most i don't know if that's i think so i do i believe that that that's true i don't know if that's the case i'd say the majority of people especially younger people would prefer to have a partner life is better with a partner well what what does that say to somebody who's 65 and never married i don't know i don't know what that says well, I feel like it says to them that their 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 choices are less than, and that they should they should wish for something. I'm different speaking than in they very have. broad general yeah, terms, sure, here, right? Sure. I mean, life is about coupling up in some way. It, I don't think it should be. Well, that's a, a question and a conversation that yeah. has deeper roots elsewhere yeah. than we have time for these. One hundred one point five W O R D. Hi, I'm Don Crow. This week in the Christian Outlook, sponsored by the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, we'll take a look at the Christian call to submission. When you're a leader who submits to the ones over you, you are then more gentle and more patient and more understanding to those who are under you. Be sure to join us and visit our website at ChristianOutlook.com. The Christian Outlook, Sunday night at 10 on 101.5 WORD. A teenage jihadist comes to Christ. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I met you 
young Ahmed when I visited the Middle East. His father died fighting for ISIS, his mother was an extremist, and young Ahmed was going to be a suicide bomber by killing himself and others being sold out to violent Islam. Now his mother and siblings, they came to Christ, they prayed nonstop for his salvation, and when it came, he was beaten nearly to death by extremists. And when I caught up with him several villages over, I asked, Ahmed, what's your Bible mean to you? And he said, I can look here and see where Jesus says they'll hate you because they hated me, and where Jesus says, I'm with you always. Now listen, having a Bible, it meant everything to him and gave him perspective. And his prayer was for believers there who need God's word to endure and persevere. And I said, Ahmed, those Bibles, they're coming. Please join Word FM and Bible League in sending God's word to 5,000 Bibleist believers in the Middle East and around the world at only $5 a Bible. Every gift match by calling 800-YES-WORD. 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D. That's 800-YES-WORD. Or give at wordfm.com. Danny Goki is bringing the Stand in Faith Tour to your city with special guest Colton Dixon. Don't miss out on this fun night. I was Join Danny Gokey in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Bible Chapel on Friday, October 22nd. That's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on October 22nd. Tickets are on sale now and going fast, so don't wait. Get more information at TransparentProductions.com. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. It's time to break out to break through. The past year has been rocky for families across our nation, but your involvement makes a difference. Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus during our Breakout to Breakthrough broadcast. Featuring Kanan Bridges, Sean Smith, Matt Sorger, Jane Hammond, and Jay Gilbert. Watch Monday through Friday, October 11th through the 15th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast. How are you with the uh, Ten Commandments? Man? How are you doing with that? Uh, not well, John. I seem to violate them. I th- I'm surprised because you know I thought you might say I got this. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm just so good. Ten with Commandments. The, yeah, I'm good with the top ten, you guys. No problem. Tyler Edwards is back with us. Tyler's an author. He's also the discipleship pastor of Carolina Forest Community Church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. He's the author of two books. Uh, we'll talk about that as the conversation goes on. But Tyler, you wrote a piece. What I got wrong about the Ten Commandments. Now, as a pastor, I would think that you'd say, "I got it. I got. I got all ten. I'm okay." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I wish I could. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you me, say, me but you say you haven't killed anybody. No, uh, no. so that's good. Yeah, that's uh, off to a good. If that's a if that's the the bar we're that's, setting. Well, okay, that's the bar, well. that's the bar I set. It's fairly so. low bar there, Tyler. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so I have I have a friend who I've talked to about Jesus for a long time, and um, he always says when we talk about the Ten Commandments or something like that, he says, "Well, I think I'm a pretty good person. Pretty I mean, person. wait, I'm a pretty good person. I haven't killed anybody or anything." So, I, so, I, so we're laughing about it, but I think that's how a lot of people outside the church think. Well, you know, right? We we compare ourselves to the the lowest common denominator. Right. We, we right. said this is the worst possible case. And so long as I'm better than that, 
I'm doing pretty well, as if goodness is a zero-sum game. But that's not really the standard that Jesus lays out in the Gospels, and that tends to be where we get ourselves in trouble. We compare, but we always compare it down. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, but in your piece, you write about this. You say, but in my mind's eye, you know, in many ways, I get angry and I think things that are untoward or absolutely heinous, right? So Jesus would say, your anger, in that anger, you're killing somebody. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, you know, even you get into the complication of actual and, and sort of the implications, but what kind of think he's addressing a lot of times is there's the impurity, the, the sin that exists, exists internally. And just because we don't always act on that sin, doesn't mean that we're not mm-hmm. guilty of having that sinfulness inside us and those desires and those things, which is the revelation of what's wrong with and what's broken in our hearts. And so basically, whenever you see these, like a lot of times people go like, oh, Old Testament was hard, New Testament's all grace and love. Well, Jesus reiterates a lot of the commands of the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, he makes them even more difficult yeah. to follow because mm-hmm. it's not just about behavior. It's about attitude, motivation, and heart. Mm-hmm. Right. So the difference between you've heard it said, and then him saying, but I say, yeah. you know, so you've heard it say, well, you're not, well, let, let, let me flesh it out for you. And let me tell you how big the problem is. Right? right. Right. That's what we hear from Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. OK, so let's take that bigger view um, of the first commandment. You write in your article, you know, the first commandment, I'm the Lord, your God, you should have no other gods before me. You say that even as a pastor and maybe even, dare I say, especially as a pastor, um, you've broken that commandment. Talk about what that is. I mean, I would say that if we understood what this commandment actually meant, there's not a person mm-hmm. who could with a straight face declare that they right. had honored it for more than 12 seconds. <laughs> right. um, and that would be like right as you start the prayer and before you get into the second line of it, that's about the 12 seconds that you've got. Yeah. Um, be- because the idea is essentially like even going back to the garden, all of the sin that we have is rooted in our desire to be God and to place ourselves ahead of God. And so... Even the way a lot of times we connect with God, the focus of that connection is on ourselves. It's on what we get or how it benefits us, in which case we're taking God and we're sort of placing him under us as almost subservient to what we want. Mm, that's good. And so we have this tendency to kind of mm-hmm. essentially make ourselves God, to, to think of ourselves, value ourselves. You know, we, we take, you know, how often when we talk about God are we saying like, well, that's not what my God is like, or that's not how I see him. And we still we kind of place God as if, he is in submission to our view or interpretation of him, all of which places us ahead of him. Yes. So uh, we have a coach here in Pittsburgh who says, you know, the standard is the standard. I mean, if that's the standard, like you say, in 12 seconds into it, I can't touch that standard. Yeah. Yeah. What okay. about, let me just say one other thing about that commandment before we leave it. Um, and we could, you know, spend, of course, you know, the next 300 years talking about this one commandment and longer, but it just makes me think you were talking about that little box we tend to put God in and that he's no bigger than this box. You know, one thing that has really come to light for me over the last couple of years is how often we try to do that with our particular, I don't know, theological beliefs about God or our denomination or whatever it is that we feel like, okay, so I'm Presbyterian. I, I come from a Presbyterian background. So clearly that's what God is. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, Tulip, all that, right? right. He's in. Is that PCUSA? Is that EPC? <laughs> what? What is God? Well, I mean, clear, I'm EPC, so he is. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, we, we tend to see God as a, as a sort of an extension of ourselves and that even if we don't go that God is exactly what I think, we kind of go, my team gets it the most right, and therefore right. we have the best, most accurate view of God out of all of them. And 
it still kind of puts God as being inferior to Less, our conceptions. Right. Of right. So, so our theology or our belief system is up here, and then God has to be next in line. Yeah. I mean, okay. So yeah, even we start, we start with I. I think. I feel. I believe. Yeah. Right. I comes first. God comes second. Yeah. Okay. So way back, I think in like 1976, a long, long time ago, then presidential candidate Jimmy Carter in an interview, weirdly, with Playboy magazine, essentially said, I, I lust um, in my heart after women. And, I mean, that blew up. This was, of course, well before the Internet. But that blew up all media, that, you know, someone running for public office and a man who would say that he was a committed Christian would say that he was, you know, lusting after women. In Playboy magazine, he would say that, you know. I mean, uh, it, it sort of turned media and uh, certainly believers on their head to think that someone would admit to that. But, you know, in many ways, right, you're saying that you're doing that. That's the same as saying I'm committing adultery, whether or not in the flesh, but in my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those weird things that Christians are very unforgiving of people saying what they're thinking um, and addressing the attitude that they have in their hearts. And I, I don't get why we're so like, oh, you're not perfect. Therefore, we must demonize you. Like, right. Nope, there's only one perfect person that ever was. If that's your standard, you've set it really high for what someone else is going to be. Because that's the whole idea of what of Jesus's commands and instructions is that we can't. I mean, he gives us six. God gives us six hundred and thirteen commands in the Old Testament. And he goes and we still went, okay. well, we'll just follow all those. That was our idea. He gives us like you'd think that the hint was six hundred and thirteen. You can't do this on your own. But we did like, no, okay, we'll just try. We'll go right. through and we'll make an effort. And so then Jesus goes, okay, since you didn't get it the first time, let me add on to this so you understand. It's so much harder than you think because the whole point is you can't be righteous without yeah. me. The whole point is you are, a, 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 I mean, I won't get into the actual nature of it, but it describes, Paul describes our best attempt at righteousness as a filthy rag. Um, it's much more graphic, the term he uses for it, but it's a filthy rag before God. The whole idea being it's, it's got to be Jesus' complete and total utter dependence on him because when we make it about our effort, our performance, our work, we've taken out who Jesus is from the entire process. So the Ten Commandments um, weren't given to us so that we would make ourselves holy. No, no, I don't think so. Now, is it interesting to you or is it sad or I don't know what it is, but I often think how deeply... I think the average human has gotten that wrong. I mean, I would say of all the things that people maybe misunderstand, people who aren't, you know, regular Bible readers or just don't have a lot of literacy and biblical ideas or teaching or whatever, I think that most people think that the Ten Commandments are there so that we can be good people. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the standard of the Judeo-Christian ethic that society and moral understanding is built around. Follow these ten things, do these ten things, you can check your I'm a good box and you don't have to worry about it because at the end of the day, we would rather salvation be in our hands than in the hands of something else or someone else. Mm-hmm. Because we are, as Martin Luther said, the default mode of the human heart is religion and the heart of religion is performance. What can I do? What are the works that I can achieve in order to make myself qualify as good? Yeah. Jesus says, you're not good and you're never going to be good. You can't be good. Only I'm good. So you need me. Okay, so so if someone's listening to the show, Tyler, and they're saying, okay, well, I never heard this before. This is different. I thought that Ten Commandments were I was just going to try to follow them all and be a good person, and you're saying that I can't do that. Um, what would you say next? What would you If someone says, well, then what do I do? What, what's, what's the next step? There's no step? hope for me. 
<laughs> yeah, um, on your own. That's that is the answer of scripture. On your own, there is no hope for you. Uh, because we have no ability, right? Romans 3 is all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. But then the next part of that is, and are justified freely by his grace through Jesus. And so the point is, you can't do it, so stop trying to do it. The goal, the commission, the message of the gospel is not try and do, it's surrender and be. Mm. So your goal is to surrender to Jesus, to give yourself to Jesus so that he can make a new creation in you, because where you can't, he can. And what happens then is our attempts at righteousness are impossible to be good enough. So Jesus gives us his righteousness, covers us in his righteousness when we surrender ourselves to him. Okay, so Tyler, someone's listening. They're not a believer. They hear surrender to Jesus. What is the actuality of that like? I mean, how do you surrender to Jesus? It starts, (laughs) it's a big, big question. Um, but it starts with a desire for obedience, a recognition that I can't, and I need someone who can. So the, the whole idea of Jesus being Savior is we have to recognize that we need some, there's something we need to be saved from, and that we can't do it on our own. So it's, it's letting go of our effort, letting go of our goodness, letting go of our righteousness, and, and surrendering, that's submitting ourselves to the instructions of Jesus saying, okay, I want to be with Jesus. I want to let go of who I am. And so what Jesus says, I want to do, and I want to believe. And so it's kind of this process of, well, this is what I think. Well, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what Jesus thinks. This is what I feel. Well, it doesn't matter what I feel. It matters what Jesus feels. And so you're re-kind of conditioning your heart and letting the, the Holy Spirit sort of take over, and you start feeling that and letting him kind of grow and guide you as you study his word and study him and seek to live not for yourself, but for him. Excellent. Okay, that's excellent. So then, uh, not me, but Jesus. But then, how do I know what Jesus wants me to be, or what am I? What do I think that Jesus is thinking? How would I go about that? Well, usually the best way to do that is to read what Jesus says and to follow that instruction. Yeah. Uh, I think the popular answer is do what you want and slap Jesus on it like a stamp. Um, you know, I want to get this job that requires, that gets me a lot more money, but requires me to do a bunch of stuff. But I really feel like God's leading me to do that. So I'm going to stamp that with God's seal of approval. Yeah. And we use God like that. He's a, yeah, he's a tool do. to gratify our own desires and to give us like the justification and excuse for it. I'm using a lot of air quotes for some reason. Um, <laughs> it's good. But ultimately it's, Jesus tells us in his word who, what he wants us to be. He sets an example. He's never going to contradict that. And so ultimately, if we don't know what Jesus says, what are we, what, how could we follow it? How do you follow someone you don't know? How do you follow them when you're not watching where they go? You know, it would even like when we pray, like half the time it's like, are you praying to a God that you actually know? Or are you praying to some spirit in the sky that you call God? But you have no idea what that means. That's good. Tyler, thanks. I mean, yeah, good to talk to you, Tyler. This is very complex. Uh, It's a lifetime journey. If if you're just hearing this and you're thinking, "I don't know what this is about," this is there's there's the first step, and then there's all the steps after, and all of us are on the path. Yeah, Uh, Tyler Edwards. Hey, when we came in, we said that you were the author of a couple of books. Uh, Give yourself a plug. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So a few years ago, I wrote a book called Zombie Church, which is about kind of how the, the church has kind of veered from its focus on Jesus and how it often imitates life, but fails to actually offer the life that it pretends to have. Oh. Uh, and so really just looking at kind of the, the importance of the mission of the church to be centrally focused 
uh, on Jesus. So, Terrific. Tyler, terrific to see you again. Glad you were able to be on the show today. Now, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. our pleasure. Tyler Edwards, we're just talking to author, discipleship pastor, Carolina Forest Community Church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, author of Zombie Church. Bye, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. You know, a lot of times you have to choose between something high quality or something that saves you money. But if you can get both, why not? Especially when it comes to health care. And that's MediShare. You get both. The typical family saves 500 bucks a month switching to MediShare. And that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. It's because MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge PPO network, so... Yeah, really. You could save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. If you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Here is the number you need. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Are you interested in helping people with addiction? Do you want to help others through private practice counseling? Waynesburg University offers a 100% online Master of Arts in Counseling degree, as well as a Ph.D. in Counselor Education and Supervision. Visit waynesburg.edu. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, expect partly cloudy skies. It will be warm with a late-night thunderstorm. Tonight's low 64. Humid tomorrow and remaining warm with intervals of clouds and sunshine. We'll see a couple of showers in the afternoon. Tomorrow, we'll reach a high of 79. Saturday will be breezy with periods of rain, the high 64. However, temperatures will fall into the middle 50s. With your Mackie Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
Does this make sense? Does what make sense? The cake mix. Duncan Hines. Oh, yeah. Betty Crocker. Yeah, it makes cake sense. mix. I'll tell you why. The other night, my wife and I were sitting around watching something. And I said, The Squid Game. Uh, we might have been. Mm. I said, Do we have any chocolate? She's like, No, but I have some brownie mix. And in like less than a half an hour, we had hot brownies in our hand. And they were super chocolatey. Mm. And that made perfect <laughs> sense to Johnny. They were good. They were so good. So you couldn't do that. Like, if you, I mean, look, you want to, I get it. I, I'm not a baker. Not. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, something from scratch. I mean, it's fabulous, right? My, my sister made from scratch the other day. She showed up on my door. Here, I just made some blueberry muffins from scratch. Oh. And they were still hot. Oh, my and gosh. Said, I bet they were bu- so oh, awesome. Put some, uh, put some butter I on those. I love blueberry like, muffins. Oh, my gosh. But. Yeah. In a pinch. I mean, even more than a pinch. Yeah. That brownie was no. fabulous. Mm-hmm. It, what? Come on. Are you saying Listen, it doesn't make any doesn't sense? It doesn't make sense, make you sense people. to me. Listen, this is why. What? This is why. Cakes are really simple to make. Now, you can have super complicated cakes. Like if you're making, you know, a seven-layer cake or a Boston cream pie. Or, like there's a lot. But if you're making a basic cake, it's really it's really easy. And it's really cheap. All right. So I just feel like, I mean, I know that they came about in the 50s when everything was engineered or yeah. pre-prepared and we were all excited about it. But I'm just saying, but wh- I don't think they make sense anymore. But what if you're like, you know, you're not a baker and you kind of go, I- I've never done this before. Let me try to. Uh, so like- so you, get, you get one set of measuring cups, one set of measuring spoons and like flour, sugar and some leavening and a couple okay, so eggs. For you, it makes sense. For me, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. If that's, right. I think it just does make sense. I think you're just not acknowledging it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does this make sense? Okay. Recycling. Oh. Okay. Tonight, tonight's trash night this in my house. It's going to get tense. I dragged the things down all week long. I mean, you know, there that's recycling, that's trash. And then I read, well, China doesn't want our recycling anymore. Mm-hmm. And your recycling company's going, we're only taking like a percentage of that. We want like the pure stuff. The other stuff we're just So I think, well, I'm being duped. Once again, yeah. we're suckers for falling into this. Then I think well, forget it. Then I'm not going to spend my time wasting separating plastic mm-hmm. from cardboard to. So, I, quite honestly, it doesn't make sense to me. But then I've been conditioned, and I feel yes, guilty about it. Exactly, I'm with you. Everything you said, I endorse. So, does it make sense? No, but I'm still doing it. Me too, and I'm I, being because I, I want to save the earth. Oh, you're a sheep. Whatever. Does that make sense? One hundred one point five W O R D. Do you love to cook or have a favorite recipe that's a winner? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning submission will receive a year's worth of meats from good ranchers. A $1,400 value. And a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once per day and completing bonus entry options. So start cooking. Enter today at wordfm.com slash contests. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. 
You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. Cleanliness and safety are essential to the success of any business. That's why Cintas has introduced our Total Clean program, a one-of-a-kind service that includes scheduled deliveries of essential cleaning supplies, hygienically cleaned uniforms, and on-site sanitizer and disinfectant services to help eliminate germs. Learn what the Cintas Total Clean program can do for you. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. This is Kathy Ammons for Bible League International. The gospel is changing hearts in regions of the world like Asia, Africa, Latin America, and the Middle East. But many countries in these areas have very few Christian bookstores, big box stores, or online retailers to drop Bibles into their villages, so it's nearly impossible to find what is so elementary to walking with Christ, and that's God's Word. That's why Word FM and Bible League International have partnered to send Bibles to 5,000 waiting Christians. $5 sends one Bible, $35 sends seven, and $100 sends Bibles to 20 Christians, and every gift will be matched regardless of size. Help us to bless 5,000 Bibleless believers through our shared campaign. The world needs the word Bibles for the nations. Make your most generous gift today by calling 800 Yes Word. That's 800 937 9673. 800 Yes Word or give at wordfm.com. I've seen people being changed by reading the scripture. Giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. Over the last month or so, uh, school got back into session. I've seen this thing, you know, um, uh, on TikTok, uh, devious licks, where students, you know, um, are wrecking bathrooms, like stealing soap dispensers or taking apart bathroom stalls or stealing fire extinguishers. And then, you know, in the actions, showing themselves posting those videos to TikTok. And then it took it another level where the TikTok users have encouraged people to slap their teachers in the head. Now, arrests have been made. Um, people have been held you know, accountable for their actions. But it just, just shows you know, the power of social media to engage kids in doing stupid, dangerous, and often illegal things. Well, we could think back to Tide Pods. Oh, right. Remember Tide Pods? Speaking Remember when of that was a thing? I mean, um, also, I just uh, wrote down a couple from memory. I remember when kids were lighting themselves on fire? No, I missed that. Okay. Um, the Blackout Challenge. That was like a couple months ago, the Blackout Challenge. I missed that. Too. Right. You missed the Blackout Challenge? Then there's a Benadryl Challenge. I mean, it's remember, up, remember but, when know, people wandered? They were, they were putting blindfolds on and like wandering around outside? I mean, it's just, it's, you, you read them in a row like that and you're like, what wait. has happened to society? Wait, wait, wait. This... People were really setting themselves on fire? Yeah, you don't remember that. <laughs> no, I'm glad I missed it. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Chris, you're acting like, wait. Like I just I... feel like this was big news and you just, mm-hmm. you missed the light. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe in my daily reading, I read stuff like, and I go, people set themselves on fire and I go, I don't need to read that. I mean, because it's just like that so stupid. Yeah. Why would you engage? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's true. Okay. So so there's something sick, we know this, about how social media impacts kids. This is why Mark we Zuckerberg and Facebook day day. is, you know, in the hot water it's in. I'll tell you what. 
if this would have happened in my high school or my junior high, you would have suffered the wrath of Woody Hebda. Who's Woody Hebda? Woody Hebda was my shop teacher. And Woody Hebda, I mean, look, this goes back a long time because what I'm about to say here doesn't exist anymore. Woody Hebda in his shop class or Mr. Grotenthaler upstairs, these guys had handcrafted paddles that were like cricket sticks. They were long, three feet long. Woody had holes drilled in his, so when he swung that paddle, that thing whistled. And the first day of shop class, Woody had to say, here's the deal. We're dealing with dangerous things here. we got saws here. Things are going to cut your fingers off or your hand off or whatever. If you do this wrong, if you approach this saw and turn it on without my permission, I'm going to paddle you. If you do this over here and turn on this sander without, I'm going to paddle you. Everybody get it? Well, of course, sooner or later, two classes in, three classes in, some coconut, whatever, messing with Woody or not thinking properly, did the stupid thing. Woody said, let's go. He took the guy out in the hall, and you heard that kid get smacked. Sometimes once, sometimes twice, depending upon the severity of the uh, you know infringement. Multiple times, and then that kid came back in, and as you know, funny and as tough as uh, as he thought he was, the kid was essentially neutered, and everybody saw that and was like, "Oh, I'm not going to do that. There's no way I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to challenge Woody Hedda. I'm not going to challenge Dick Grotenthaler." And look, I'm not saying you know, you should be beating on kids. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that at all. But there was something about that fear factor that somebody held in their hand. Believe me, if a TikTok kid, you know, was vandalized in a bathroom, it just wouldn't happen because there was a price to pay. Now there's no price to pay. We were talking earlier in the show about, you know, people ripping off CVS or Rite Aid. Walgreens in San Francisco. Well, we've neutered society. There's no price to pay. So then any idiot can go out and do what he wants to do. Everybody shrugs their shoulders and goes, well, look, there's a hero there. Oh, what? Look, that poor person has been put upon. And so now, you know, they're just gaining back some dignity by ripping off, you know, corporate America because they've got insurance. That doesn't make any sense. So I can't even imagine kids being paddled in school. Like, I can't even imagine without Christy, does that seem like some kind of crazy? Archaic? I was paddled at home. Were you? So it's not archaic, but we would never be paddled in school. There'd be a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lawsuit. Yeah. Okay, you're right, though, about the fear factor, because there was no paddling in my school, but um, especially our band director, and anyone who's listening to this who went to North Hills High School knows what I'm about to say. Warren Mercer was the band director there, and if you were in band, first of all, you felt very lucky and privileged to be in it. I bet. Um, Because it was really hard, and it was a tremendous amount of time, and he, it was rough. That's all I can tell you. It was rough. He didn't suffer fools he gladly. He did, did not he? suffer fools right, gladly. Right, because there was a discipline involved yeah. in the instrument or in the you know people marching correctly. Yeah. In it was time. A, it was a it was a rough group, and I'm sure people are listening and thinking, okay, you know, that was like my football team, or that was the lacrosse team I was on, or that was my whatever it was. I and I don't think all of that was good. I'm not like endorsing the whole thing, but I do. F- I agree with you that I think that we've lost something by throwing it all away. Why do you think the Marines are the Marines, right? Well, I mean, yeah, well, the reason that they're the Marines is because of the import, the 
life and death consequences because of what the standards doing. are so high you know for the discipline involved for the actions that are going to take place that these guys are just right there's a higher standard there our standards are so low in society now right they're so yeah, low they are i agree i mean it just it, everything's acceptable everything's mediocre i mean what so oh, we get rid of valedictorians because we're going to hurt somebody's feelings so no one climbs for the highest rung on the ladder because, mm-hmm. well, then everyone's, we're, you know, we're all valedictorians. It just doesn't make any sense. We're, you know, I, I think other societies probably look at American society and go, you've lost it. You know, what, what was once great, what was once proud, what was once really something special, you know, the idea of democracy in this world, and you paid a price for the democracy – I know okay, I sound but, like an old man, yeah. you know, no, you shaking sound my like, fist no, at a cloud. That's not true. But there is something that's powerful that's there. That's not true. You don't sound like an old man. What you sound like is somebody who is looking at society and mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, for a portion of responsibility that we don't have now. And I'm not saying that I was the perfect kid. Uh, no, me, okay, I was an idiot okay, but, like okay, but let's look at the other side of it, which is that there were a lot of kids like uh, Mr. – was his last name Hebner? Hebda. Oh, Hebda. Mr. Hebda, who – Got off on hurting kids. I don't think he did get no, off. I'm on not it. saying he did, but you know there are teachers that did, and you know that there are adults that sure. did. Sure, I mean, and so that's for abuse. that's part of how we ended up where we are. Is that we had adults who had that level of authority over kids always and abused it. So, hundred percent. There's always people who are willing to do that. Of course. I mean, look, look at the world. I mean, you, it, look at what happened to you know. Uh, indigenous people in, you know, boarding mm-hmm. schools, or you look at what happened, you know, to the Irish in those schools. I mean, anytime there are children and, and people who think that they're tough guys or just masochist in some ways, they can ruin children's lives quickly. Mm-hmm. And that you break, your heart breaks for that. Right. So I appreciate the fact that society has tried to regulate in some way. So we're, we're trying to advocate for victims. We're I trying agree. to recognize the trauma of it. And we're trying to stand up for people who no one should be marginalized because nobody should be traumatized that way. I don't know how, though, we deal with a society where we've got kids who are, you know, on TikTok, they're destroying bathrooms for, you know, a 60-second clip. So they're going to be famous. Or they're going to slap a teacher for that reason. Or they're going to set themselves on fire. I mean – to be honest with you, I'm not one. We're not one of those um, talk shows that acts like we have all the answers and that we're the authority and that we've got it all figured out. I am much more eager to hear to have you all listening. Hear two people who are trying to figure it out. Right, because, things were, because things are really difficult. Well, and you know complicated. what it is to be a parent, and you see how you raised your children and how I raised mine. Yep. You know, I mean, we're not perfect parents. Believe me, I screw up. Me too. With those guys a lot. Me too. You know. Uh, it's very, very difficult, but I just think, you know, look, anything, anything goes, well, then you get what, you, what you've asked for then. If yeah. anything goes, then we live in a world of chaos. Yep, and that's, and that's why we have the Tide Pod Challenge, because anything goes. And then multiply that times 10. And then you just create a society full of coconuts and so there has to, Right, but there has to be a role for the church in this. And there has to be a role for decent-minded people, which is that you're going to be an adult who handles responsibility well and does not abuse your authority, especially when it comes to people who are dependent on you like children. And yet at the same time still maintain standards in some way. You have to... If mature people, mature, wise people have to be able to do both things. Right. I mean, look, you see it, you know, play out, you know, in the 
pantheon of uh, professional sports where, you know, coddled athletes, you know, from the time mm-hmm. that they were in peewee football, then they rise to the pro ranks and they act out. Now they've got, you know, you know, a hundred million dollars and no one's going to tell them what to do. We've seen it here in Pittsburgh. Over and over. Right. And so where's maturity in the mix? How do you, how do you grow? How do you mature as a person if someone doesn't set something for you and you have to work within the discipline right. of those confines? Right. That's someone the- establishes authority and you accept it. Yeah. Or not, and you fail, and then there's a consequence of the failure, that you're no longer allowed to participate. Or you look at a situation like what happened with the Steelers when you had Antonio Brown that wasn't going to submit to any authority. Le'Veon Bell wasn't going to submit to, for different reasons, but they weren't going to submit to an authority. And basically, it was like an organizational breakdown. Right. That's how serious that... Because a that, giant piece that, of the cog right, breaks. That, right. So when that authority, when valid authority breaks down, then the whole thing falls apart. Everything falls apart, and we're seeing this all over TikTok. Right. But you're not seeing it on TikTok because you don't have TikTok. I don't care. It's people because you're not watching. Because he didn't even know about the fire thing. Well, Christy, you gee, know I'm why? Sorry, he didn't I missed that. Know. I'm sorry. I don't ever want to watch this stuff I'm not like that. You should watch it. I don't know. Look, what about biblical authority? They all felt come short. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. It's time to break out to break through. The past year has been rocky for families across our nation, but your involvement makes a difference. Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus during our Breakout to Breakthrough broadcast featuring Canaan Bridges, Sean Smith, Matt Sorger, Jane Hammond, and Jay Gilbert. Watch Monday through Friday, October 11th through the 15th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. With today's technology, anyone can take a video but getting it ready for prime time that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle here at salem video we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock with your raw footage we can produce great looking videos for your social media podcast website and even live service element from text animation visual effects transitions logos music and more here's where we put it all together what can salem video do for you ask gm brad marshall at 412-503-4770 This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. Is that sleigh bells in October? Must be Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas, which premieres October 22nd, with you, me, and the Christmas trees, boyfriends of Christmas past, and the Santa stakeout. Then three new original movies follow every weekend. I could lie and say my wife will make me watch them all, but if I'm honest, I have to admit that I enjoy them as much as anybody. There's something about the Hallmark formula that just really works. For more information on Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., 
It's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. So it's National Dessert Day. Is it? And so in the closing waning moments of the ride home, I thought, you know, this is... So if, if you had your druthers, you weren't encumbered by cost or having to make it or having to buy it or whatever it is, your favorite desserts, I'm going to ask each of you for several. Instant brownies, in, like ready in 30 minutes. Really? Just kidding. Oh, no, I was going to say, just, that can't. That's so I'm just saying, I mean, we talked okay. about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there it is. It's 930 at yeah. night. I'm going to go, yeah, I'll give me that. Okay, that but I, ideally. Okay. In a perfect world. Hit it. You're asking me now? Yep. Well, you know what my answer is going to be, because this happens fairly regularly in our house, my house. Why aren't you living a charmed life? Well, I kind of am in a way. I mean, because a wife of mine, she likes to cook. Who am I to say no? So what's the answer? Out of the oven, a hot apple pie. Oh. Mm. That she herself, Rhonda June, has prepared from moi. And then for years, my boys would go... We don't want to. We don't like apple pie. And I go, okay. I like apple pie. All right. And so then Rhonda would eat one slice, and then I'd get the rest. That's fine. Because an apple pie is small. Well, I'd string it out. You know, last a few days. Christy, number one is cheesecake. cheesecake. Any kind or of a specific kind? Uh, chocolate, chocolate cheesecake. From where? Right. Any place? Could you do you make cheesecake? I do make cheesecake. Do you? But I, if I'm getting it, I'm just going out of the cheesecake factory. Okay, great. Right, right. Sure. Cheesecake, do you have like uh, any cherries or blueberries on top? All, all of them. Mm. Okay, that's fine. I want to put a vote in for Boston cream pie. Oh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, It's not a pie. I don't even know if it's from Boston. I actually think it is. I think that's delicious. Yeah, yeah. I very much enjoy that cream layer inside. Uh-huh. Um, I also want to put a, um, a vote in for any dessert, that any chocolate dessert that has coffee in it. Really? Uh, that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised really... with how much you love coffee. I love that coffee. That's not a thing for you, Christy. Coffee cake is that like a, is that no, a dessert? No, but that's no. good. I love a coffee no, like, cake. Like a mat, like a chocolate cake with coffee in the yeah. batter. I don't think I can do it. No, I don't think you I... drink coffee all the living day. But there's something different about there it, is. right? There is like there is. coffee ice cream. I'm like, nah, no thanks. How I about how about a coconut it. cream pie? Uh, mm. That's a lot. That's heavy. Oh, that's good. Coconut cream. No, I can't do that. Lemon. How about a lemon pie? Lemon meringue? Yeah. Bring it. Nummy. Bring it. Lemon meringue? Yeah. Really? How about hot chocolate chip cookies? All day. Me too. Yes. Peanut butter cookies? Fine. Bingo. Mm-hmm. I think a cookie, really. If it's out of the oven, I'm good with it. I don't really care what's in it. I wish there was a bakery in this building. That's one we thing nothing. we're missing. Everything's closed. Wouldn't it be great if you had a bakery? There no. isn't one downstairs? Nothing. No, no, no. 